Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Bible class. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any worshipers, any praises in the house on tonight? Hallelujah. 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 We're going to sing a couple songs. Y'all going to help us out tonight? It'd be real nice. I mean, you know, a few of y'all could stand up and worship with us. Amen. It'd be real nice. We ain't singing nothing new, I promise. Hallelujah. We just want to let the Lord have his way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all, all you could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in you, you, God is able to do just what he said he would do, he's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you. He's able. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we're just gonna let the music play for a second. Anybody know that God is able? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, all right, say, God is able, able to just what he said, he would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God. Because he, he won't. He won't give up on you. you. He's able. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. God is able. Yes, he is. He's able. Oh, I still believe God on tonight. Come on, help me say, God is able. Just what he said. Just what he said. He will do. He's gonna fulfill. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God. I know that he won't. Say he's able. Come on, put your hands together. He's able. Lord, we worship you tonight. Hallelujah. Let's do that again. Oh, God is able to do. God is able to do. Yes, he is. Just what he said. He's going to keep his word to you. He's going to fulfill. Every promise to you. Don't you dare give up on God. Say he's able. Hey, 
why we're going to say, oh, see, oh, 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 he's able. Lord, I owe you. 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 Lord, I owe you.
Yes, I owe you, Lord. Yes, I owe you, Lord. I owe you, Lord. I owe you, Lord. Bless the Lord on my soul. And all that's within me, I'm going to bless his name. I'm going to worship his name. I'm going to praise his name. With everything that I have, I'm going to worship him. He's a good God. And he's better than that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on one more time. Say yeah. Oh, Lord, I 
He's been good to me. Lord, I thank you. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad you all are willing to praise the Lord on a Tuesday night. Amen. Amen. Uh, why don't you grab me a bottle of water out of there? I appreciate it. Um, uh, if we were to do um, an autopsy on somebody, we would find um, the cause of death. Um, a couple years ago, they were really backed up with a lot of different bodies and you know, I remember we were waiting on a, a death certificate for one of my family members because, you know, of course, you can't move on with, uh, you know, all the things that you need to do at the close of somebody's life. And, you know, the family has to keep on moving forward. and You have to wait on death certificates for, dirt, for certain things. And so you have to wait on that autopsy before they'll issue out a death certificate. Um, but if there was a dead church and we did an autopsy on that dead church, I wonder... What would be the cause of death? Anybody know? Brother Patrick, what would be the cause of death? What would we find? What would be listed on the um, report of a dead church? I would say not praising God enough. All right. Well, that's one cause of death. <laughs> Anybody agree with Brother Patrick? Amen. That could be one cause of death. Amen. But there's other things that could take us out as well other than just a lack of praise and worship. Sister Kimball, yes, ma'am. Sin. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Sin. Y'all hear that? Simple answer. Sin. It can take us out. Amen. Unrepentant sin. When we just let things go and sin takes in the church. Amen. And a lot of the times these things, it's just, they go hand in hand. You know, we begin to fall into lifestyles that are contrary to God. And then it does begin to affect our praise and worship. You know, a whole lot of things. We know when things go on our body, isn't it just like a cycle? You know, one thing get out of check, and then next thing you know, it affects something else, and affects something else, and affects something else, and affects something else. And, you know, pretty, it's just like a domino effect. Elderware, yes, sir. Spiritual death. Amen. Amen. Good, good. And so I'd have to agree with all the answers that are here. And so we just got to be very, very careful that we always stay a church that's so much alive. You know, that's very much so alive, full of life. Uh, so much so that we can have an impact on others that might come into this place. Um, Sister Kimball, I certainly agree with you. Um, if we find things that are contrary to God in our lives, what do we need to do, saints? We need to repent. Amen. Amen. And I agree with you as well, Brother Patrick. This is a place that we have to praise the Lord. Why is praise important? Because praise is a way that we show our reverence for God. Amen. Uh, I believe that when we don't, when we refuse to worship and praise God, when we um, we just sit there and we don't acknowledge God, I think that's just a way of us being irreverent um, to the house of God. Amen. I'm not throwing off on anybody in this place, but I hope this place just always stays alive. Hope we always repent of our sins. Amen, Sister Kemple, and I hope we always stay alive in praise and worship. I sure wish I would thaw, thaw out sometimes. Some of you all uh, look out there and just, I guess I'm the pastor. I got to fuss at y'all sometimes, but sometimes I look out in the congregation and it's like some of us are just frozen in a block of ice. Um, and it's just, I'm just waiting on y'all to throw out, throw out so we can have some church. How long y'all going to take? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, you know, boy, the chicken been thawed out and you still ain't ready to praise the Lord. I mean, we had it sitting out overnight. I mean, I love when people come into the house of the Lord and they're ready to praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Anybody in here praise God on their way to church in the car? Amen. 
Some of y'all that's got to thaw out, y'all mad. And I realize that all of us are a little bit different. Some of us are a little bit more overt and expressive with our praise and worship. But I believe that anything that's got life in it ought to move, ought to do something. I'm serious about that. You know, it's time out for that. We got to get on fire for the Lord. Ooh, I love when people come in and they just have a passion for God and just some enthusiasm um, to them, you know, and it's just contagious. Whoa, it's some of us in this place, I mean, you know, it, we depend on you, you know, we look to you and you start fires in this church. And I mean, next thing y'all know, you get to praising the Lord and it just blesses all of us. And you might know what I'm talking about tonight. Yeah. Give me just about two or three more minutes to fuss and I'm going to get into the Bible class on tonight. You all, but I, I, I love looking out and seeing people on fire for God. It inspires me. I mean, there's times, you know, come on, the praise service leader can't get up here all the time and pull all the weight. Boy, I mean, when we look out there and we see somebody ready to praise the Lord, they came in. I, what, give me some scripture to back up. This is not even in the Bible class on tonight, but I'm just responding to the blocks of ice that I saw in the room on tonight. And not just on tonight, but just often. I start to notice it's the same ones. Um, and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, but yet you don't respond to the Holy Ghost. And you don't help us get the atmosphere going in this place. And you just sit there, and it's, it's almost like you just won't participate. And I, I need you all to do better than that, you know? All right? Am I still your pastor? Amen. Amen. Y'all mad? No. Be, be mad. It's all right. It's all right with me if you get mad, but it's, we got to... Learn how to create an atmosphere in this place where the Lord can move. How many people want to see a move of God? I mean, we've been praying for these type of things. I mean, you know, any, any of us that have uh, ever gone back to the power room, let me see those that have ever worked with people in the power room, and, you know, we, we seek after God. And what do we try to do in that room? We try to, uh, we try to get people to praise the Lord. We try to create an atmosphere of praise and worship. Why? Because he dwells in the midst of praise. Amen. All right. And so that he prays ain't just something that you do, you know, when you first had to get, we're trying to get the Holy Ghost long after you get the Holy Ghost. I mean, boy, we got to come in here and create an atmosphere. And it's not just the person's job that's up here. That comes in the pews. It's your job. Point to the praise service leader. You will point to yourself right now. Point to yourself. I'm going to help usher us into the presence of the Lord with my praise. Stop being dead weight. Come on now. Pull your weight. Get, get up on your feet sometimes. I mean, clap your hands. It'd be like I'd be seeing like whole dead zones in this room. It's almost like, huh, do we got cell service in this area? You know, I'm walking around the room over here. It's like, whoa, I can feel God. Obviously, it'd be like on this side. It's like the Lord just be moving on this side. But boy, we start drifting off on this side. I ain't going look to at, look at him. <laughs> but it's like... Do I got a signal over here? Are y'all hearing the same thing, you know, that I'm hearing? You know, and, and that's got to stop. You know, get up on your feet. Clap your hands. Do something, you know. Uh, do we need to do some icebreakers with Jesus? You ever been to a, you know, a, a new place and don't nobody know each other in the room? They start doing icebreakers. Let's get to know each other. Let's play a few little games. I don't know what we need to do. Do your icebreaker in the car. Amen. Come in here and be thawed out. Some of you need to thaw out overnight. Anybody know I'm talking about? You take that meat, or if you want to cook it on Sunday, and you know it's been in the deep freezer for a long time, take it out the night before. Some of you all, you need to start taking out your praise the night before. Saturday night, get ready to praise the Lord by Sunday morning. Don't come in here frozen still. Tuesday, you know we're going to start with praise and worship. Why do I like doing that? Because praise prepares our hearts to receive the word of the Lord. It does. 
Hello, somebody. Let me just hear somebody talk back to me. Am I out of order? No, I'm not just as in order. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, everybody. What's the scripture? Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Now, what I do not want to do as a pastor, I don't, I don't want to be one of those pastors where I just tell everybody, you know, you go to certain churches where it's just like they just make everybody stand up. I, I don't want to start doing that. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to be that type of guy like, you know, and, because pretty soon what happens is it doesn't it's not in spirit. It's not in truth anymore. You just stand it up because everybody else is standing up. Amen. But I've seen some folks be sitting in their seat. You know, and you can still see the Lord, them responding to the Holy Ghost. They can be just moving back and forth or doing something. You can just see their eyes closed and you can just ain't standing up. I'm not saying everybody got to be doing the same thing. That's not what I'm saying. Can't stand going to the church. I've seen churches like that. Yeah, it looked like everybody tuned into praise and worship, but they're not. They're just following the leader. Amen. But I hope this place always stays a praise in church. Amen. Amen. Let me hear y'all give God one more praise. All right. Now, I'm done fussing for the night. Amen. But I can't go to a dead church. I can't go to a dead church. I changed my membership and I'm the pastor. I'm not going to nobody's dead church. Um, give me about two more. I'm going to harp about another minute. <laughs> I'm not going to no dead church. I don't want to be a member of a dead church. Amen. I, I don't care if I am the pastor. Amen. I've changed my membership. No, I'm not coming here if it's a dead church. I got to be where some life is. Oh, I gotta be. Take me to where the people want to praise God. Take me to the spirit-filled church where people love God and don't mind letting the world know. Amen. Don't hide your light under a bushel. My God. You know, I remember, you know, when I first, you know, when I first, I already, I've, I've made too much ground to go back. You know, I remember I felt like I was just had para spiritual paralysis. You know, I, I, in my heart, I wanted to praise God, but I just felt so locked up where I couldn't express myself in worship and praise. And I'm so glad I finally broke out of that prison and ain't none of y'all in this room gonna push me back into that place. I'm over here to stay. Come on, I done broke out. I'm gonna keep praising my God. Now, anybody wanna praise God with me? Amen. Let me hear the church give me one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if we need to repent what we need to do, but we're gonna have to do better than what we did tonight. Amen. This has got to be a praising on fire church and i hear you sister kimball that's important as well amen now let's finally get to the lesson on tonight now that i didn't spend about five ten about who oh lord amen all right titus let's go to the book of titus on tonight those things are in order sometimes those are things we just have to do um you know because we got to keep this church going in the right direction right. amen because i'm not just a pastor here i'm a member here amen i'm a member here all right uh titus all right, that's what I want to go with tonight. All right, we've talked uh, before about uh, talents. We talked about spiritual gifts. Uh, now I want to talk about character, all right? You know, because, it, you know, your, your gifts, you know, are going to take you so far if you ain't got no character. Mm -hmm. Your talent, it'll get you there, but it won't keep you there. Y'all hear that? You know, there's a whole lot of people, they get somewhere because of talent, and then because they don't have the character, they don't stay in that position, all right? And so all these things are very important. Our talents are important. Um, us operating in the gifts of the Spirit, of course, would be important. But us having godly character 
will keep us. Amen? Amen. All right? So I believe Titus does a good job talking about that. It's just three chapters long, and we might make it through all three chapters. Um, we're going to read on tonight um, some. We're going to stop and discuss tonight, but um, feel free to participate in the Bible class on tonight. All right? All right. I was mean in the beginning, uh, Bible class, but y'all, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to bite your head off, so don't have me up here just doing this by myself tonight. Amen. I ain't scared, Sister Brown. I'm just being nice. <laughs> All right. I'm just being nice. They know I'll fuss. <laughs> All right. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. We're going to read this whole three chapters, maybe not all at once. In, ho in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. Ooh, my, my, my. That's a reason to praise him right there. Hallelujah. You ever dealt with a liar? Ooh, ain't that a horrible thing to be lied on or lied to? You know, somebody looked the part, sold you a lie. You believed everything about that. They had you hook, line, and sinker, and you found out they were a liar. Oh, my goodness, how heartbreaking that can be. But God, they cannot lie. Ooh. Promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. Y'all hear how he manifests his word? Through preaching. Amen which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. To Titus, mine own son after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. All right, we know a little bit about Titus. Um, Titus, he was a Gentile. He was a Greek, um, so he was not Jewish. But at the same time, it says that, you know, this is my son after the common faith. All right. Now, you ask me, how do I know about Titus? Because Titus is also mentioned in other places of the scripture. We know that uh, uh, Timothy, he was one of his delegates, I could say an ambassador who was sent to Ephesus. All right. And so Paul has written Timothy a letter. Now, in this case, this is Paul writing to Titus. Titus is another of his delegates or ambassadors or, or uh, sons in the gospel, if you will. And he's uh, uh, sent out, I believe, to the Corinthian church, in this case to Crete. Um, and you can read a little bit about him. Let's go over here real quick to Galatians chapter number 2. And Titus is with Paul, and he's helping him through some difficult situations. There were some difficult people that uh, Paul and Titus and other Christians were dealing with. Amen. Anybody ever dealt with somebody difficult? Amen. Y'all dealt with difficult folk before? Yeah, that's a hard thing. All right, Galatians chapter number two. Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. Check that out. In Galatians chapter number two, who'd he take? He took Titus. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a what? Was compelled to be circumcised. Amen. Now, he was a Greek, he wasn't a Jew, and he was like, he didn't see no reason for him to be circumcised. Um, but yet there were still some difficult people who were trying to push these things off on them. All right? 
So there we have it. We see Titus over in Galatians. I could take you over to Corinthians, I believe in chapter, or Second Corinthians, maybe chapter number eight. You can see about Titus and how, uh, you know, Paul had just trusted him um, to be an ambassador for him, to be a delegate for him. And so they had a wonderful relationship. And so now Paul has left him in this place that's called Crete. All right. Now let's read a little bit about this. I think we left off in verse number five. Help me keep my place. For this cause left I, I'm in Titus chapter one, verse five, left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I have appointed thee. All right, so I'm gonna leave you here in Crete. Paul, we know he went on different missionary journeys. He's established different churches. He's uh, done the work of a missionary, evangelist, whatever you would like to say. And these people, they need, you know, everybody just can't be traveling around. Somebody's got to stay there, amen, and to build this church up, to work with these people. I can remember some years ago I had a, a friend that was trying to get me to go around with him uh, evangelizing and doing things like that. I just didn't feel like that was what, what the Lord wanted me to do. I was, and he had to realize everybody ain't called just to be going around and around and around, you know, as a pastor. You know, I think it's important. My first responsibility is to this place. Now, uh, if somebody was to invite me out, you know, to come, hey amen, I don't mind coming, but I'm not going to be just gone so much where I'm just trying to be a pastor and evangelist at the same time. Because why? Because then this place will become out of whack. I, I feel like a church needs a pastor. Can I get an amen somebody? All right. So, anyway, he leaves him there to set things in order. All right, verse number six, if any... Now, listen, he gives some qualifications, all right, for elders, all right, now check this out, there's a character that I'm supposed to have, all right, we, that, that a pastor is supposed to have, that an elder is supposed to have, there's some things that the scripture um, goals, if you will, or, or things that we should be uh, aiming to live like, or to be like, all right, am I saying that right, somebody help me out, y'all hear what I'm trying to say, there's, there's something that I'm supposed to be pressing towards, this is the uh, this is the goal? This is where the bar is set right here. And as I look at myself, you know, as the pastor, as an elder, and I see myself not lining up with this, then there's some adjustments that I got to make. Amen. 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 All right. Now read with me what I'm supposed to be. All right. We get on you in a minute. Amen. We can beat me up for a minute. <laughs> but y'all, it's coming for y'all too. Y'all whooping coming next. I take mine right now. The word, the word's got something for everybody in it. All right? All right, now listen. All right, here we go. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife. Amen. So I can't have a wife and a girlfriend on the side. Y'all hear that? So it, any, any of the girls that would come scratching at my door, I already got a wedding ring on. Y'all can't have me. Amen, because I'm trying to be saved. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Anybody? Now, that ain't just for me. Amen. That's for y'all too. Amen. All the married men in here, you can't have no, can't have no wife and no girlfriend too and talk about you want to be saved. Now, you know, now if you want to not be saved, you want to go to hell, you know, then there's some liberties that you can take. Amen. But as for me, I want to make heaven. All right. All right. So there's some things. Now, the husband of one wife having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. So uh, little Nathan and Sam, oh, I got to get on them. They can't just be, you know, just unruly type of kids, you know, and they can't be acting like Hophni and Phinehas, you know, in the scriptures. You know, I, I, I ain't trying to raise Hophni and Phinehas. 
Now, there might be times, you know, Nathan and Sam, they might, you know, are they going to be perfect little pastor's kids? Sometimes you already know, pastor's kids be the worst one. I hope that ain't my story. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Amen? But this is where the bar is set, all right? And so I'm trying to raise my children, rear them upright. Amen? So they're not just becoming an unruly, wild kids who act like that they don't know no word of God at all. Amen? But I really feel like as a saint of God, your kids shouldn't be unruly either. You talk about seven, eight all day long, but you got, you know what? None of our children should really be unruly. Amen. Can I get an amen? All right. All right. Don't just be on mine. All right. For a bishop must be blameless. All right. Now here, you know, we can argue that point all day long, but they're basically using elder bishop interchangeably in the scripture and things. But we know in today's world, in today's church world, that would have a different elevation. Amen. Um, amen. All right. Y'all know my spirit. I'm not trying to be y'all be a bishop. Y'all good? We cool? All right. All right. Look at him up there. All right. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not, listen at this, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker. So I can't just be coming upside you all's head. And they're not given to filthy lucre. All right. Uh, can I get a translation on that as we as I get my whooping on tonight? Whip me into shape over here. Y'all help me to be a good pastor. Sister Debbie, she has a translation for that. Amen. Uh, verse number seven. Please. Yes, ma'am. For since a church leader is in charge of God's work, he should. So be a bishop in this case is a church leader. All right. All right. So that means there's some elder, elders up in here. All right. All right. So we can get this whooping together. Boy, it feel good, you know, when, you know, when we, you know, when I was a kid growing up, when I got in trouble and I was by myself, whew, but when my brothers got in trouble too, it was like, man, you know what, let's get this whooping together. So let's get whipped into shape together on tonight. <laughs> All right, one more time, a church leader. Go ahead, I'm sorry I cut you off. Yes, ma'am. Since a church leader is in charge of God's work, he should be blameless. He must not be arrogant mm. or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for money. Mm, mm, mm. All right, y'all hear that? But a lover of hospitality, all right? Help me, Lord, to be hospitable, all right? A lover of good men, sober, just, holy, and temperate. And give me the, the next one, verse number eight. Just bring this home for me because I'm trying to be a good pastor. Anybody trying to be a good saint of God? Amen. So we got, you know, when I was a, a, a deacon, there's a scripture we can go in Timothy and read about the qualifications of a deacon. And there was times that I would just have to remind myself of these things. Does anybody do that other than me? As we look at the word of God, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is my goal. This is my aim. This is what I'm supposed to align myself with. All right, verse number eight. Yes, ma'am. He must be hospitable and love what is good. All right. He must be self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. All right. Amen. Help me, Jesus. Verse number nine, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Now, what is a gainsayer? All right, help me out, Sister Debbie. Bring that home for me. I'm going to open my computer up. I brought it tonight. Go ahead. He must hold firmly to the message which can be trusted and which agrees with the doctrine. In this way, he will be able to encourage others with the true teaching and also, show, also to show the error of those who are opposed to it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's good. Good stuff. Help me, Lord. All right, help us all. Help us, Lord, to have godly character. Amen. Because I realize, you know, 
I can get up here, sing a song. Uh, I realize I can get up here, and maybe the Lord will bless me to preach well, but it's going to take a little bit more than that. Y'all hear that? It's going to take me to have some godly character, all right? And I want to be more than just some type just showing off talent and all those things. You know, Lord might bless you, get the mic in your head, you might just hit the right note. Ooh, and next thing you know, the church just go up in the praise and shout. Oh, you just, I mean, you just was so wonderful. I mean, and you might have just put those words together just so. The Lord just allowed you to string those words just together. But you can't live a sloppy life. Amen. You can't live a sloppy life and just ride on talent. That's only going to take you so far. we got to have some character. Amen. How many want godly character? All right. All right. Let's keep on going here. All right. For there are many unruly. Listen at this word where this brother is at. All right, Titus. He's writing a, a letter to you. Paul's writing a letter to you. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Who are those of the circumcision? Anybody know? Who's that? The Jews. All right. So there's the Jews that are following them around. We know that Paul went on three missionary journeys, and we know them Jews, they went on some missionary journeys trying to uh, stomp out what he was trying to establish. Amen? And so here they are trying to oppose the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right? And so he realizes, Paul recognizes that you got to have some weight to you. You got to have some. This got to be inside of you. You really got to have a good hold to this thing. All right? Because there are going to be some people who are going to oppose you whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, all right, now where is Titus at right now? Where did I say? He's in Crete. Uh, put up that picture real quick. I sent you all a picture, I believe. Crete. Oh, Lord, help us find it. All right, there's an itty-bitty little place. I wish I had a little pointer right there. If you look over by... Uh, Turkey, you can see in the bottom right hand corner is a little island right in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, and that's the island of Crete. All right, and so that's what we're talking about. So, this is where Titus was. All right, so you can see Israel, lower right hand side, and then just trace a diagonal line right above the word sea. When you see Mediterranean Sea, it's that little bitty island. So, that's where he is. All right, now these people had a reputation. Now, you know, in different places, different spots, you know, we even got reputations in the city of Indianapolis. Um, you know, you, if you go on different sides of town, you expect to see different types of folks. <laughs> All right? Now, you know, you go to uh, South Side. You know, I'll say South Side. There's a certain image. You know, we don't want to be stereotyping people, but I'm not going to even say what comes to my mind right now. But, you know, there's a certain type of folk that you're going to deal with. You know what side of town you on. Now you going over on the east side. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing at all. I heard somebody already say, uh-oh. You know, depending on where you go. Now, how far east you go? You know, some east siders in here right now. Amen. We ain't talking about you. <laughs> all right. Now, hold on. You go west side. You on the west side right now. Boy, some side. It's a, <laughs> I saw Brother Brandon back at west side. <laughs> You know, it's a certain type of folks. Even north of you go up north, you know, just different folks. You know, and so over in Crete, it was a certain crowd, crowd of folks that he was going to have to deal with. All right, now check this out. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, the Cretans, listen at this. Y'all read this. They're always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. Lord, have mercy. All right, now somebody give me the translation on verse number 12. What about these people? It is good. Go ahead. 
create all liars, cruel animals. Lord, have mercy. Lazy gluttons. All right? So these type of people. All right? So this was a difficult crowd that Titus was uh, having to deal with. All right? This witness is true. So listen to what Paul echoes back. Yeah, this is true about them. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Don't play with these people, Titus. Now, I already know, you know, depending on uh, school teachers, it depends on what school you work at, you know? Now, if I went after me being in urban education for, I've been doing this, teaching a certain group of kids for about 20 years now, you know? And if I went over and they took me to, it's certain districts I probably couldn't work in because I know I would come in with guns a-blazing. I mean, <laughs> not literal, you know, but just, you know, I would come out there and the little kids probably be scared of me. You know, why? Because I, I'm, I've become an OG type of teacher now, you know? <laughs> I'm like kind of gangster by now. I've been hardened over the years, you know, because I realize the type of kids that I teach, you can't play with them, you know? Over, over some sides of town, you have a seat, Johnny, and Johnny go ahead and sit down, but not where I worked at, you know? Johnny ain't going to sit down. Johnny going to maybe cuss you out and, you know, and all these other things in there. And so you got to get with Johnny, all right? Now, so this is where he's teaching. This is not... Carmel, all right? This is uh, IPS. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring it home to y'all. All right? Am I all right? <laughs> we ain't got Carmel High. This is tech. This is Ar this Ar this Arlington Community School. Oh, Lord, Sister Angie. I'm sorry, Sister Angie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I talked about her district. All right, so it's a different place. Them, Chris, them Cretans, is, them, uh, them, them tech titans, them, <laughs> them Crete Cretans, they something else. All right, I'm going to be quiet. All right. I got about one more day before they can fire me. Now. <laughs> I, I turned in my resignation. They're supposed to be having something nice for me, you all, coming up here. It's, 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 a, it's a, like a nice little celebration they're going to have. So, yeah. It's been 20 years. Amen. I'm coming on out. Amen. Still intact. I got one more day to go. Lord, help me. You know, and I was, saying, I was thinking about today, you know, and one day I can uh, just mess something up. You ever hear that? And I'm, I'm talking just to, to the saints that got gray hairs on the heads right now. You know, don't you get, listen, don't you get so close to the finish line and then start tearing stuff up. Don't get close to the finish line and start having bad attitudes and sour spirits and all that type of stuff. You got to, I mean, we got to go all the way with God. Amen. Amen. I hear my mama say, right, at this late date, I got too much. No, I don't want nothing on my ledger at this late date. <laughs> I hear her saying that. You know, it made me think. I'm like, no, you know, I got to watch what I say. Watch what I think. Amen. Because, you know, boy, they can still. I get in there and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm close to the finish line now. I might as well just get in here and just start acting a plump fool, you know, and just doing whatever. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. And you can't either. Amen. Got to make it. Who wants to make it? Amen, somebody. Let me hear it from those who want to make it. All right, um, let's keep on going here. I told you to help me keep my spot. Thank you very much. Verse 13 or 14. 13, this witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply. I remember reading this, that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables. Amen, y'all hear that? Now, one thing that's important to remember is some of them Jews would look as if what they were doing was right. It looked strict. It looked real hard. And a lot of times we think that everything that's strict and hard is holy. Come on. Come on. 
Y'all hear? I'm just trying to help you. I ain't trying to step on no toes. Amen. I'm brand new to this. You know, I'm, I'm trying to keep as many folks as I can. But I'm just want to just tell you, you know, everything that's strict and hard ain't always holy. Amen. You know, I told you about what, they, what Jim Jones did. You know, let's come on over here and let's live a separated life. Let's, you know, well, let's go ahead and fly all the way out of the country and, and live a holy life separated from the rest of this world. And next thing you know, you're over there just drinking the Kool-Aid and everybody just laid out there dead. You better watch what you do and what you listen to. Amen. A lot of folks just adding to the word of God. Do you realize that the, the word of the Lord is perfect as it is? It don't need you building a big old fence all the way around. And some of us, we always trying to build a fence around God's word. God's word is perfect as it is. You ain't got to add nothing to it. A whole lot of us always harping on taking away from the word of God. Don't you know you can get in trouble for adding to the word of God too? Hello, somebody. Be careful. I, I slow down sometimes, you know, you know, when, as we begin to talk about certain things, you know, we talk about standards and things, but just keep a standard to standard. Don't try to push it to be the word of God. Some of us, we just stretch scripture. Scripture is not made out of uh, uh, elastic or rubber. You know, and here we stretch it just to meet our point, to drive home our point. You know, it's okay. It's okay in this place. There's some things that we have in this place. It is a standard in this house. And I'm not moving that standard. That standard is still intact. Those of you all that want to be rebellious and do your thing, you know, that, that standard. But I will not. It's, if, if it's a standard, it's just a standard. All right? And that's enough right there for you to still be obedient to it because it's a standard. Amen? Y'all hear that? Am I making sense? You know, you go to certain restaurants that are out there, and you know, and they tell you don't come in here with jeans on. Why? Because there's a certain atmosphere that they're trying to create in that restaurant, you know? And so they don't want everybody coming there in casual type of attire. They might say, well, business casual, or, you know, or if you uh, give me some other type of attire, you know? If they want you to dress up, look nice, and here you come in there, and you just messed up the whole thing. You know, now, is that saying, you know, that, uh, you know, that you're going to hell because of that? No, it's just that there's something that comes along with those things, all right? in uh, a lot of times when we have a, a standard, it's because there's things that come along with it. You know, I, that's all I'm saying. There's things that come along with that. Uh, when we begin to uh, just open things up and we, we go too far with certain things, and I'm trying to just word my words carefully here, uh, but we know there's something that comes along with that. It does. There's, it is. It is. It just it sets an atmosphere. Just like a restaurant. Y'all hear that? Just like a restaurant, the way you dress, it can set an atmosphere. Just what we put on in this place. We come on any old type of way to church, the next thing, the whole atmosphere is off. I'm trying to set an atmosphere in here where God can move. Hello? Hello? Where God can move and God can be glorified. Rather than everybody just looking at you, we want to look to him. Hello, somebody. Don't get quiet now. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. It ain't always about something necessarily being sin. It's just about this is the tone that what we put on, it sets. All right? I'm feeling awful pastor already. Just a month in today. All right, somebody sent me a text. You know you have been a pastor a whole month today. I said, ooh, you know, a whole month. All right. But amen. We're going to keep this thing going in the right direction. Amen. The way that we look sets the atmosphere. What we do, as I got, as we started off the, pray, uh, the, the service today, what we do sets the atmosphere. Amen. Now, don't come in here. You just got your long skirt on and all that type of stuff, and you just sitting there like a frozen block of ice. You ain't helping set the atmosphere. You just dead weight. Come on. Get up and, and praise the Lord and help us. 
in this place. All right, somebody? All right, let's get back on track here. Amen, amen. All right. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, verse number, where are we at? 14, not giving heed to Jewish fables. Y'all better watch out. Commandments of men that turn from the truth unto the pure. All things are pure. Unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. All right, now, God certainly wants us to be pure. Amen? God is still looking for holiness. Amen? Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. I want to see the Lord. So it's important that we live a holy life. Amen. All right. But to the pure, all things are pure. Somebody talk about that right now. What's that mean? Anybody? Nobody? <laughs> Somebody? All right. Elder Mike? Well, this, it's all about your perspective. If you do things right, then you'll be right. <laughs> she got there a little too slow. <laughs> she tries. But, she was it, running. It's just both sides of the coin. If you see things as right and godly, you'll see it right and godly. If you see it wrong, you'll see it as wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's just how your perspective is when you look at a thing. If you want it to be wrong, it'll be wrong. If you want it to be right, it'll be right. All right. Amen. All right. Anybody else want to talk about that? Can I get Sister Debbie? Can you read that verse for me in the translation, please? is pure to those who are themselves pure right. but nothing is pure to those who are defiled and unbelieving for their minds and consciousness have been defiled all right all right let me let me read a little bit to you all tonight and i i, I just hate just to read to you all but i want to really i think this was just too good for me not to share uh to the pure all things are pure but to those who are defiled and unbelieving nothing is, is pure in his work as a pastor and leader on the island of crete titus had to deal with a lot of difficult people some of those people were, of course, like we just read, they were Jewish people. They, we can call them legalistic, you know, and that's sometimes we can, we can throw that word around. Sometimes we, we throw that word around a little bit too carelessly. Um, but at the same time, uh, we got to be careful that we actually don't become that. You hear what I'm saying? You know, I've heard some of us as apostolics, we get labeled as legalistic. Um, but perhaps maybe we do need to kind of think about what people are saying, all right? And then we weigh that against the word of God. And as long as we are in line with the word of God, then, amen, the bill checked out. But if it comes back that you are lacking, then perhaps you do need to change, all right? Okay, so let's listen at this. Uh, Titus had to deal with a lot of difficult people. They saw life with God mainly as a list of rules to keep more than a relationship. A list of rules to keep more than a relationship of trust and love. To people with such an emphasis on rules could find something impure in just about everything. All right? Every little thing. Y'all here know about the scripture? Straining a gnat, but swallowing a camel. Amen? Majoring in the minors. Ooh, I can remember it being this way. I mean, good grief. You know, this, it, I, when I, at least for me, as I began to weigh myself against and, and look at the scriptures and uh, weigh myself against those things, um, it was as if I kind of came back lacking. And there were some things about me, I'm just talking about me right now, that I had to change. All right? All right. To them, anyone who enjoyed their food was a glutton. Anyone who enjoyed sex in marriage was filled with lust. Anyone who rested for a day was lazy. Anyone who did good, good business was greedy. For them, the religious life was all about what you didn't do, couldn't do, and shouldn't do. Am I the only one that has fallen into that trap before? 
You know, when I first got saved, I mean, salvation for me was just so real. I mean, it was the most awesome thing for me to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And in the beginning, I had a lot of zeal, but not according to knowledge. And I can remember when I first got saved, I turned, changed everything into a sin. I'm just talking about me right now. But I mean, I remember, boy, I had a weight set and I was lifting weights. And I was like, oh, Lord, lifting weights is a sin. That's vanity. You know, here I am trying to be vain. You know, I was just, woo, couldn't save. And then, uh, you know, watching TV. I was like, oh, we can't, I can't be watching no TV at all. You know, this lasted for about mm, just a couple weeks. <laughs> you know, because I'm tell you what, this type of stuff, it don't last. Y'all hear that? You know, God wants us to have some lasting change. Not just some little temporary high, you know what I mean? We don't just catch the Holy Ghost over here. You know, but the Lord stays with us and he leads us and guides us into all truth. Amen. I remember when I, uh, I, somebody gave me a, a Kirk Franklin CD. I was like, mm, not me. I was like, well, I'm sticking over here with Shirley Caesar. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's too world. I mean, now listen, you know. Maybe there was a little, you know, there's times that I look back at those days and I think, Lord, Lord, take me back to the way things used to be when I did have that passion, when I was really, you know, watching everything that I did. I, I think that's a good thing. Some of us, we need to go back. You know, some of us, we turned in legalism for laziness and that ain't a good trade in either. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? So, you know, when you too extreme on that end and now you done gone to this far extreme on this side. That's not of God either, all right? We got to be very, very careful. All right, that's why Paul reminded us to the pure, all things are, are pure. Those legalists have polluted minds, defiled and walked by fear more than by faith. They were unbelieving. They denied that Christians should enjoy the basic good and good pleasures of the world that are not sin, all right? Now, I can give you some scriptures on this. I believe we can go over here to the book of Colossians. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that. Um, Colossians chapter number two. Let's go here. Let me back things up with scripture. All right. <clears throat> we got to be careful about these type of things. Now listen at this. Colossians chapter number two, verse number 20. Since you died with Christ. All right. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? All right. Verse number 21. Touch not, taste not, handle not which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. Verse number 23, which things have indeed a show of wisdom. Y'all hear what I said? It looks wise in will worship and in humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. So it looks, yeah, it looks like it's real holiness. If ye then be reasoned with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Hold on, we just skipped some stuff. Hold on, go back some. Did we, did I skip anything? That's it, that's it. Not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Okay, that's good right there. We'll stop there. All right, now, let's go back to our, our scriptures on today. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to bring home Titus for you all. Yes, Sister uh, LaFrey. Before you went there, I was actually, I was already there, and I was just going to read the translation. Please. Um, it says, you have died with Christ, and he has set you free from spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Mm -hmm. Such rules are more human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. 
but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. That's what I wanted. That's, that's the one I feel like I skipped over. They offer no help. Where, where is that verse at? That's number 23. Okay. All right. Verse 23. All right. Good. We'll read that one more time. It offers no help in what? But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Y'all hear that? All right. So in other words, we want to be very concerned um, that we have real change. All right. Um, I don't want to spend a long time on this, but let me go here to Matthew chapter. I get I got to get y'all whooping in real quick. Y'all already beat me up, and I'm staying so long here. Y'all ain't gonna get y'all whooping tonight. So, hold on. <laughs> well, let's go over to Matthew chapter number 15. Uh, Matthew 15 verse number eight. The people draw nigheth unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Be careful. That's all I'm saying. I love you enough to tell you to be careful. I know I hear you on your high horse, you know, and I hear you as you go on your raid for holiness and righteousness. But be careful that you don't add to the word of God. I'm to take it or leave it. I, I hope you take it and, and chew on what I'm saying. Amen. I, I see some of us, you know, we want to we want to, you know, we feel like that we have this righteous indignation and we want to, you know, stomp out sin. And yes. That has its place. You know, we want to cry out against sin and ungodliness and things. But we want to make sure that we don't just uh, put our own idea of righteousness ahead of, of the word of God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Don't add nothing to the word of God. Amen. The word of God will stand for itself. Amen. Anybody want to say anything about that? Any thoughts about that? Did I, did I make myself perfectly clear on that? All right. Good. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Mm hmm may have truth about something, you know, to help somebody, but kind of the point that you were making earlier, um, but your attitude and your delivery and your heart posture about that truth, God doesn't like, or he might not appreciate. That's true. Um, and the first thing that we have to do is have bowels of <clears throat> compassion. Mm -hmm. You see somebody, and you know, I'm just going to use an example, whatever you want to call it, you see a woman selling her body, walking down the street, inappropriately dressed, you ought to have bowels of compassion first. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible said that all souls belong to God. That's true. We were, every last one of us, the pedophile, the homosexual, the rapist, the liar, the thief, the cheat, every last one of them was created in the image of God. And if he's a God that deals in restoration, that's what he wants to do is restore them. Mm -hmm. And so our delivery even though our words may be true, the message may be true, but our delivery is of the utmost importance. That's good. That's good. And so this is what Titus had to deal with. I mean, there's this difficult crowds of people. He's dealing with people, um, a lot of these people who were trying to Judaize Christianity. All right? They're still trying to put these people back under all of these man-made traditions. You have this young pastor, this young person, Titus, who is out there. Titus is, again, what was he? Was he Jewish or was he? No, he's a Gentile. He's Greek, all right? And so he's not circumcised, and that's not going to sit well with him. And they're like, well, they're not going to hear anything from him because he's not circumcised, all right? And so, you know, but this is a, this is a new day is what has been ushered in by Jesus Christ, amen? All right, so let's keep on going here. Chapter number two. All right, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Now, I love this. Now, check this out. Let's get on down the road here. That the aged men, all right, all the older men, be sober, grave, temperate, 
sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Y'all hear that? All right. So the, the older men in here, this is what you ought to be, sober. What's that mean? Not drunk. <laughs> or, yeah, but not acting like you're drunk either. You know, more of a, 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 you, a thank you, self-control, a, a, not just silly acting all the time, you know? Come on, there's a time and a place for things. Grave, temperate. In other words, what's that mean to be temperate, to be self-controlled? Boy, ain't nothing, ain't nothing like seeing somebody, an older person who's acting a fool. It's one thing to see a young person acting a fool, but when an old person acting a fool, oh, man, that just look a whole lot worse, don't it? All right, let's keep on going. All right, so the older men, y'all got what you're supposed to be doing. The aged women, likewise. So this is what Ty is supposed to be doing. This difficult crowd, get these people together. Tell all the older men that this is how they ought to be. All right, now, Titus, here's what I want you to do. The aged women, likewise, they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Y'all hear that? All right, not false accusers. Now, come on now. This is, let's talk about some true holiness right now. All right, not just... Out, outside holiness, but inside holiness that'll get you, get you changed on the inside so much so that when you go and try to put something on, you ain't going to put that on because it's so the truth is down on the inside of you. The change is on the inside of you, and it ain't going to match what you to the, your in, inner character. Come on. When you really get changed on the inside, there's some things that it just don't fit. It don't go on me, you know, because it's, I've been changed on the inside. Hello, hello, hello. Is the thing on? <laughs> All right. All right, come on here. The aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers. In other words, you're accusing everybody falsely, starting mess. Y'all hear that? Always running around starting trouble, lying on people, not giving too much wine, all right? You ain't no drunk. Teachers of good things. Oh, you know, I've seen some people. I mean, oh, Lord, just, just it seems like the years have caught up with them, but it's like, they just didn't know. Did you not look in the mirror? I mean, when you went out and you, have you ever seen somebody, why, you know, they got a section in the stores and it's called youth or, or young ladies, young men. And it's like juniors. Why are you still shopping over in juniors? You know, that, that ain't, that's not matching you at all. You know, and I'm not just talking about what we put on necessarily, even though that's important as well. But why are you over here acting like a junior? You know, you're trying to, you know, you ever seen somebody, somebody trying to be young that ain't young? You ought to be teaching the young people stuff, you know? Hey, when you done, you done maxed out. At this point, they should be looking to you at, for an example, amen? Now you just trying to be over there, just brush shoulders with them, dress like them, look like them, act like them, run with them. And they don't need no friend. They need a mother in the church, amen? They need somebody to help them, to guide them, to lead them, to help them. Come on, y'all. That's what we, this is, I'm talking about some true holiness. My God, hallelujah. All right, help me out, y'all. You know my bookmarks. Come on out here. Huh? Four, all right. That they may teach the young women to be sober. Teach them young women to love their husbands. Somebody need to see how to love their husband. I mean, we got so many marriages falling apart. And people having hard times in their homes, they ought to see some stability when they look to you. 
I'm so glad as I look out over this congregation, just different couples that I can see that are out here. I mean, you know, that for the young ladies and the young men, the newlyweds and things like that, they can look, they can look at the Kimballs and see them. I know that y'all have had, you know, ups and downs and things like that, like any other, uh, Brother Paul Ross and Sister Debbie, Sister Donaldson, amen, all those, I, me and Sister Michael, we've been married, it'd be 20 years this year, and I mean, well, we done had our share of ups and downs, amen, but we weathered some storms together, and we've been, we've grown stronger together because of it. Amen. I'm so I'm so thankful that there's enough stability in my marriage at this point that I feel like that I can help somebody. Amen. And I can tell you that God can help you and God can cause you to be one and you can grow together. Amen. Amen. All right. I know it's good. Amen. It's good. <laughs> Real good. All right. God can help you. You can make it. Somebody say that. Just tell somebody you can make it. You can make it. All right. Man, all y'all have been married five years. You can make it. Love your husband. Love your wife. Amen. You know, come on. It's one thing just to be running around here shouting, you know, and then you going home and just causing problems. Come on. Come on. You know, you, you smile. You know, it's so easy for us to listen. It's so easy for us to smile in everybody. Sometimes we treat acquaintances better than our own families. You know why? Because people start to get common to us. And as people start getting common to us, we start to treat them like an old couch. You know, here you just come down, plop down on the couch, you know, every day. You know, you used to be, boy, you know, Jalen, Lord finally bless you. Remember all them pictures you posting and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> Seriously, you know, that, keep that romance, you know, yeah. the same. Keep that stuff going. You know, take your wife out. I only got one amen at a whole church. One, I got was one lousy amen. <laughs> it's a cat, amen. Take her out. Do something nice. You know, I'm glad y'all at church, but you can't be here all the time. You know, come on, spend time together. You know, do something nice. Look at Elder Mike, go ahead, love your woman. We'll rain, pull up on her a little bit. <laughs> That's important. Love that woman that God gave you. Love that man God gave you. Amen. Amen. Y'all stay together. Come on. Come on. Take care of each other. Don't start treating them like, you know, boy, you done, your marriage done finally done got broke in, you know, and boy, now you're just treating them all kind of way. No. You know, be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. Amen. Be sweet to each other. All right. All right. Whatever. Y'all y'all take it or leave it. All right. All right, be sober. Love their husband. That's what the scripture says. I mean, hold on. Mind the word here. Love your husband. What's it say? Love your husband. Love your husband. You know? Come on. You know, you can't be always praying and fasting. <laughs> Bed so cold. Boy, you, you know, you're going to sleep with a clergy collar on, carrying on. <laughs> I wonder why your house in shambles. I, you know, thinking you were holy. Ooh, I'm so holy. And your house in shambles. And you just, you hugged up on your Bible every night. And you, you ain't put your arms around your husband. I'm trying to help somebody. Better put that Bible down and love him. I know I am. I know I am. I know I am. You know, it's real. This is a real day and age. Love to love their children. I hear that. Be love them babies. Love your children. 
Love them. You know, love them enough to tell them no. You know, love them. You know, you ain't just see them running around acting a plum fool. Love them enough to say no. You know, and then you can't just always be beating them all the time. Y'all hear that? Sometimes talk to them. You know, love them. Teach them. I've seen some parents. My goodness, I, I, I've taught school. I haven't been a parent very long, but I've taught school long enough. Boy, I remember one time I called a little boy's house, and I said, I never will call home on that boy. The way she cussed that little boy out, it was something terrible. You know, talking to him that way, man, that is crazy. You know, no, watch how you talk to your children. And then you wonder why they, they get that mess from you. That's why they run around acting a fool at school, because they don't learn that at home. Love your children. Love your families. All right? Come on. All right. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to everybody else, husband. Huh? All right. I'm glad y'all corrected that to your own husband. Ain't this part of holiness, too? Hello? This part of holiness, too, ain't it? You know, Sister Rashida. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think it's such a blessing. You know, we come to the house of the Lord and we see so many wonderful examples of marriages, of, of, of people that can teach you different things because everybody doesn't grow up seeing that example in their home. That's right. You know, people grow up with both parents. Some grow up with, you know, being a single, you know, parent home. And so it's a blessing when you can come to the house of the Lord and see these examples that are being set before them because everybody doesn't have that testimony that I saw it coming up. So it's, it's a blessing when we can be examples yeah. because everybody's not going to tell you, but they're watching you. Mm -hmm. They're not going to tell you they're watching you, but they're watching you. And sometimes we can have good examples in the church and sometimes we can have bad examples in the church. That is so true. Very, very true. And I'm so grateful. I see a lot of just strong couples around this church. Amen. And that's a beautiful thing. Amen. And I'm going to let you know this too. And when you see these, these couples that have been married for years, it ain't just because, you know, that they had no problems. No, it's because they've weathered storms together. They've grown together. They've forgiven each other. Amen. You know, some of these people, you boy, you'd be surprised to hear some of the things that people have survived. Amen. Together and grown stronger because of it. Amen. All right. Um, I want to see the Lord just continue to bless this church with those type of things. Help me out, y'all. Now we done got off again. Where are we at? Huh? Five. All right. To be discreet, chase keepers at home, good old, okay, we read that. All right, young men, all the young brothers, let me hear you. Lord, help this church. <laughs> young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Y'all hear that? Don't be just impulsive, making impulsive, silly decisions. Slow down, be sober-minded, think. Come on, pump brakes sometimes. My goodness, you find yourself sliding around. You know, boy, most cars now got that analog brake system. You ever felt that happen before under your feet? That's because you slide. Some of y'all, you ought to feel the Holy Ghost sometime. <laughs> Slow down, boy. <laughs> Hold on now. You're sliding, you know. Come on now. You ain't got to backslide. Hello, somebody. Be sober-minded. You don't have to backslide. You don't have to backslide. Come on, somebody. God can keep you, young man. God can keep you, young woman. Come on, church. Let me hear you. Don't get quiet now. Come on. This is a family. We got to stick together. 
Amen. I done got my whooping in the beginning. You know, I've seen how what I'm supposed to be. Now, this is for everybody. We all got to come up. Amen. We got to look at this word of God. It's like this ought to be something we just, boy, you know, we often look in the mirror, fixing ourselves. But boy, this ought to be your mirror. Like, man, that ain't, that ain't right. That's out of place. Hold on. I got to come up. And I can't be the only one doing that. Amen. It's got to, all of us got to do that. Right? All right. Elderware. Yes, sir. Oh, I was looking at verse number five. You know, all scriptures in the Bible are important and very important for yeah. our, our lives. Yes, but there's some that stands out so much more than the others. And this scripture right here got my attention because it gives out these characteristics, what they should be. And if you don't do it, it, it falls under blasphemy. Mm. So that, that's a very strong word. At the end of this scripture, I mean, this is telling you that this is something that you must do. It is imperative that you do this. Amen, sir. Amen. I mean, I just, you know, I want us to be blessed, not just in here. I want your home to be blessed. I want there to be some peace in your home. Oh, man, I, you know, I, I value that. When I can come home and there's peace in my home, oof. My God, especially those of us that work in difficult, difficult places. Anybody got you work in a difficult place? Ain't nothing like coming home and having some peace <laughs> when you come home. Amen. Now, it's up to you to create that peace, though. Amen. Y'all work together as a family. Create peace. Amen. Treat your loved ones right. Amen. Don't treat them like old pieces of furniture. Don't let them get so common, you know, that you just treat them any old kind of way. And that, all of us, we got to do that. Amen. All right. Um, in verse number eight, sound speech. All right, where are we? I went off somewhere again. Lord, I'm sober minded. All right, there we go. Verse seven In all things, young men, showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. All right, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Amen. All right, a lot of times we talk about, you know, if somebody says something about you, don't, you know, don't, don't believe them, you know, but come on, how many people saying something bad about you? I mean, it was one, <laughs> I, I, and I'm willing to ride out with people, but my goodness, you know, oh, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to leave Bill Cosby alone. Amen. I was, <laughs> all right, just different ones that you see. You know, it's one thing when one, one accusation pop out. But boy, you know, I was riding with you real tough, you know. Then all of a sudden, two and three, four, five, six. Next thing you know, we got a whole panel, next the whole room, you know. And after a while, you know, if you ought to start examining self. You know, why is everybody saying I'm a gossiper? Or why is everybody saying I have a bad attitude? You know, you know, a lot of times you can just, you know, you get so you can get so tough where you block out all these things. But after a while, start analyzing yourself. And maybe you think to yourself, maybe I do react wrong to people. You know, maybe I do come off wrong. Maybe there are some things. Anybody ever do some examination of yourself and some things that ought to change, amen, in me, amen? And if we just do that, you know, we got to be flexible and just learn how to repent, how to change. And God can bring out some beauty out of us, all right? Um, exhort servants to be obedient. Now, we know this is a different day unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, all right? So we can just bring this home. How do we even act on our jobs? Not answering again, not prolonging, all right? What's that word mean, prolonging? All right, you ain't embezzling money. Y'all hear that? I believe that's what that means. It's been a while since I've looked that up, but, you know, stealing and stuff and carrying on. You know, 
Jory come up short every time you the cashier. <laughs> Good, they count. Well, last week was missing five dollars. Now it's ten dollars. You know, you know. Come on now, we got to be honest. All right. Good stewards. All right. All right. Um, all right. B-O, where are we at here? Perloning, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Give me that translation on that. All right. Verse 10. They got it hooked up up here. We can read it. Go ahead. Flip me over. Or, oh, thank you, Sister Freya. Still, stealing. But show, stealing saints. Lord, have mercy. But show but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Amen? Your boss ought to know that they can walk away. Amen? And leave you there, and ain't gonna, the whole story ain't going to come up missing. All right? <laughs> then they will make the teaching. It, you know, it's, it's all of you all who written property, you know, it, come on, your landlord ought to know that you are, you are, this, you are a good tenant. You know, they shouldn't have to, boy, I mean, fumigate. But when you move up out of there, they got to change the carpet, repaint every wall, you know, get rid of all the roaches. I mean, every hole in the wall. I understand normal wear and tear, but good grief. I mean, you done tore the whole place up. You know, come on. <laughs> saints ought to, I think saints just ought to have a different type of character. Real talk, you know. I mean, come on. Even, even the way that we take care of the house of God. A couple weeks ago, I was so mad at them young people sitting over here. Why do I see them gum papers and all that stuff? Don't y'all get that casual? You know, I'm not that nice. I'm not. I'm letting you know that. I'm like, Brother Jason, he's so nice. We got nice back. I'm not. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, you know, back in the day, every boy over this place got to be Bishop, Bishop Burt. I will prosecute. Oh, let me get, let me. <laughs> I will, I will prosecute. I'll be just sitting up here tearing this place up. Why? Because I've got so much invested in this place. Amen. I'm a tithe payer too. Come on, somebody. We invested in this place. We're trying to build this place up and make it something great for the kingdom of God. And we're going to sit around with us watching people get too casual in this place, tearing stuff up. Amen. You know, I go in some churches, just got a, you know, got a bad smell about it. You know, and just real dirty, and you just see people just running around just any old kind of way. No, no. Let's take care of this place. Uh, this is agape. We are a great people, amen. We are a royal priesthood. God is going to bless us, amen. There's even greater things coming. Anybody believe that? My God, God's got great things in store for this church. Hallelujah to God. I feel that. God, come on, somebody just help me put a praise on. God's got great things in store for this church. My God, he's going to bless us individually. God's going to bless us collectively. God's with us, y'all. Come on, somebody. Amen. If we would just all start lining up with the word of God. Amen. Starting with me at the top. Amen. But it ain't just about me. All, this, this thing, Titus, it's got something for all of us. We done talked about the older men, the young men, the older women, the young women. All of us have a pattern that's been laid out in the word of God. And if we would just start aligning ourselves with it, God would do some great things among us. Come on, somebody. Get excited with me. Now, listen, I'm giving you a charge because I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. I want y'all to start coming to church with some excitement. Come on, like God's doing a new thing here. Amen. I want y'all to come in this place instead of just plopping down on a purple pew like you just so spoiled, you know. You've been just here just kicking your feet back. Come in this place with some excitement. Come in this place with some praise for the Lord. Come in this place like 
God's going to do something great in our lives. Do something great in our midst. And do something great for his people. Like God's going to say, God's going to bless. God's going to deliver. God's going to heal. God's going to make a way. Like God's going to expand us. Come on and give God praise. Come on, somebody. Put a praise on it. Yes. 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 Oh, God's going to bless this place. My God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Boy, you, you dust off your worship and your praise. Hushaya. My God. Thank you, Sister Kimball. Let's do some repenting, too. Amen. This gave us a whole lot of things to think about. My God. And if we would just repent, my God. I guarantee you, you know, we would change the way that we live our lives and get our homes in order. Every, you know, a lot of times when you get one thing in order, it just has a residual effect. As you get your house in order, this house will get in order. Amen. As you get your house in order, this place can become more productive. Hello, somebody. Amen. And you'll see God blessing your life so that you won't be able to come in this place and sit back. God will bless your place, your household so much where you will be the first to stand up in this place and give God the praise and the testimony of something good and great that God has done. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. My God. I just know God's got some great things in store for us. Amen. Now I say we're going to make it through all three chapters and I ain't got the time for it. But I'm so glad, again, like I said last week, if this is the only time you eat, you're going to be awful hungry. Boy, <laughs> well, if you only ate on Tuesdays and Sunday, you come in all shriveled up. After a while, we start noticing, boy, you falling off. Boy, that skirt about to slip up. Uh, your pants about to fall off. You better get tightened your belt up. Amen. But you know what? I'm so glad you can take your Bible home with you. You can read Titus chapter number three. You can go on. You know, all the T's go together. All right? All them four brothers, the T's. Y'all know the T's. You got... Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, and Titus all run together. Amen. So if you find one T, you know you got them all pretty much. You can go on. You ain't got to just stop right there. Read all the way through. You know, keep on going. All right. Right after you turn the page, go to Philemon. Amen. Learn about that. Who was it? Onesimus and all that kind of stuff. And come back in here and you just be rearing ready to go. Amen. Because the word of God, it sustains us. This word is, is, is a lamp to our feet, a light to our pathway. My God. Anybody love the word of the Lord? Amen. And I'm going to tell you this, too. In my closing, as I ask the officials, you can go ahead and come on up here. But listen, read the word of God uh, and allow it to, uh, I'm going to say this correctly, allow it to, to, to uh, dictate to you rather than you trying to dictate to it. Amen. Rather than you trying to tell the word what it's supposed to say and you imposing your view on the word of God, just come to it and let it dress you rather than you trying to dress it. Sometimes we try to stretch scriptures to, to meet something that we have always done or always said. You know, but when we allow the word of God to dress us rather than we dress it, perhaps we will grow. Amen. And we will get a better understanding. Amen. And allow the Holy Ghost to guide you as, the, as you read the word of God. Amen. Amen. Allow the Holy Ghost to help you. All right. Let's go ahead and stand and have some prayer on tonight before we um, bring our offering. Oh, God, we thank you. Father, I'm so glad as the people stand before you. Oh, Shia. We stand, Lord, humbly before your presence, even right now. Oh, Shataya. Oh, God, with bowed heads, closed eyes, God, hearts meditating and looking to you for help.
Oh, God, you see where we are. Oh, God, and where we need to be. God, I'm asking you to help us as a people. Father, you see every household, Lord God, and each individual in this room. I pray that you bless us, Lord. Bless us all to be better for you, God. Help us in Jesus' name to treat, Lord God, our spouses right, God, our children right, God. Help us in Jesus' name on our jobs, Lord God, to be, Lord, the people you called us to be, Lord. Help us not to be one way in the house of God and one way somewhere else, oh God. Bless us to grow in you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would help us to get our houses in order, Lord. And as we get our houses in order, Lord God, we look to you to bless this house, this church, God. Bless us collectively, Lord. Send an increase to this place, God. Father, we are careful to give your name the honor, the glory, and the praise. We look to you right now, Lord. We repent of our sins, God. Wrong choices, wrong attitudes, God. Filthy lifestyles, anything that's been contrary to you, God. We know, Lord God, that you have the better way for us, Lord. Lord, we accept it, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. We prioritize your will above ours. We love you today, and we ask your blessings tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Just before you come. Is there anybody in here that needs to be baptized in Jesus' name on tonight, even on a Tuesday night? This church, we stay ready. We'll take you down to the waters of baptism. We got clothes. You need to have to come prepared on tonight. If you felt the Lord pricking your heart, come on down to the altar. We got people here. We'll baptize you in the name of Jesus. Your sins will be washed away. You can even get the Holy Ghost on tonight. God will step in your soul in such a real way. It'll be just like on the day of Pentecost. You'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Amen. you have more love joy, peace, all the fruit of the spirit that comes after. Amen. He'll give you some wonderful things. Amen. Is there anybody here? All right. Amen. Well, you could come from the rear at this time.